This is Laura Lummer, the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I'm a healthy lifestyle coach, a clinical Ayurveda specialist, a personal trainer, and I'm also a breast cancer survivor. In this podcast, we talk about healthy thinking and mindfulness practices, eating well, moving your body for health and longevity, and we'll also hear from other breast cancer survivors who have re-engaged with life and have incredible stories to share. This podcast is your go-to resource for getting back to life after breast cancer. Welcome to the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. I am Laura Lummer, and today's show is Cancer Treatment and Body Fat. Are the odds stacked against you? This is a subject that is near and dear to my heart, and one that I know is a frustration for many women after breast cancer treatment. Today we'll look at what the science tells us about weight gain during and after breast cancer treatment, as well as what we can do to keep it in check. And before I get into that, I want to give a huge thank you to all of you who listen and subscribe to the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach. And I have some really exciting news that I want to share with you. This week, I received an email from a big fan of the show letting me know that the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach was chosen as the number one breast cancer podcast by Women.com, a website that describes their mission as being devoted to supporting and promoting women who are creating wonderful and beautiful things. So I want to thank you, Mary Jo, for making me aware of this honor. And thanks to all of you who listen and reach out to me and take the time to leave positive reviews and ratings for this show. You all make it so that this podcast is a real, honest labor of love for me. And I'm honored to be here and I'm humbled by this very awesome acknowledgement. So are you one of the many women, myself included, who was shocked to find out that you could and probably would gain weight while you were being treated for breast cancer and going through chemotherapy. Were you told that things would go back to normal when your treatment ended, but they didn't and they still haven't? And have you found yourself in tears in front of physicians who say things like, just eat less and exercise more? Or one of my personal favorites, well, air isn't making your body bigger. Ugh. Just thinking about this makes me want to start dropping F-bombs, but I'll get kicked off of iHeartRadio if I do. So let me just say, don't ask doctors for nutrition advice as a whole. Ask for a referral to a dietitian or seek out a nutritionist who will actually listen to what you have experienced and ask about what you've tried so far and then work together with you to understand your unique needs and do something that will actually help you. So I would like to dedicate this show to my former primary care physician who told me that he had never heard of anyone gaining weight during chemotherapy. Well, there's a study published in the Journal of Clinical Oncology in 1990 where 646 women with node-positive breast cancer were followed as they underwent chemotherapy or chemo-hormonal therapy, or they were only observed and didn't have either of these adjuvant treatments. What they found was that the premenopausal women who received adjuvant chemotherapy gained the most weight 
averaging 5.9 kilograms or 13 pounds, whereas the postmenopausal women who received adjuvant treatment gained an average of 3.6 kilograms or approximately 8 pounds. This study concluded that in comparison with node-positive breast cancer patients who did not receive chemotherapy, and I quote, Adjuvant chemotherapy is associated with greater weight gain in node-positive postmenopausal breast cancer patients. The amount of weight gain appears even greater for premenopausal than postmenopausal women. Now you might be wondering why the weight gain would be more significant in premenopausal women, and you're not alone. Many scientists and physicians wonder about this, and there seem to be a lot of factors involved. It's a really complicated situation. In the journal Menopause in 2011, a study was published that looked at chemotherapy-induced ovarian failure, or CIOF. And what these researchers observed was that 70% of the women in this study developed CIOF from chemotherapy treatments but all of the women had significant weight gain after 12 months. And this weight gain was due to fat in the trunk of the body, the torso and the legs, but not in the addition of lean body mass. However, the women who did develop CIOF gained an average of 1.8 kilograms or right about four pounds of fat in the torso while they lost an average of 0.6 kilograms or just a little bit over a pound of lean body mass in the same area. And this loss of total body lean mass was directly correlated to the decrease in bone density that they also experienced. The women who did not lose their ovarian function gained an average of 0.9 kilograms or two pounds of fat in their torso, but they didn't have any significant change in the lean body mass. And here's the kicker. Even though both groups gained body fat, both groups also had a decrease in energy intake, which means they were eating less. Now, the Journal of Cancer Epidemiology, Biomarkers and Prevention published a study in 2015. And some of the conclusions made from this study included women who were diagnosed with breast cancer in the five years before they began the study gained an average of 3.81 pounds more than women who had never been diagnosed. Women who were diagnosed with estrogen receptor negative breast cancer in the five years before they started this study gained an average of 7.26 pounds more than women who had not been diagnosed. Women who were treated with chemotherapy with or without the hormonal therapy in the five years before they started this study were more than twice as likely to gain at least 11 pounds compared to women who had never been diagnosed. And women who took a statin while receiving chemotherapy gained about 10 pounds more compared to non-diagnosed women who took a statin. Finally, in 2005, the Journal of Clinical Oncology published the results of the Health, Eating, Activity, and Lifestyle Study, referred to as HEAL. In HEAL, there were 514 women with stage 0 to stage 3A breast cancer, and they were followed for the first three years of their diagnosis. They were monitored for weight and body fat changes, and of the 514 women, 68% gained weight, 
and 74% gained body fat. The weight changes ranged from 4 to 10 pounds, and the body fat percentage increased from a little over 2% to almost 4%, 3.9%. And for those who did gain fat but didn't gain weight, that's because they lost lean body mass or muscle and bone weight, while at the same time increasing body fat. So I could go on and on about these studies because there are a lot of them out there, but I really wanted to call your attention to them because I want to reassure you that you are not alone. You are not crazy, and if you say you're really watching your food intake and you're consistently active, but people don't believe you because you're not losing weight, well, I believe you because I've been there and I know what a challenge it is. So let's talk about what we can do after breast cancer treatment, chemotherapy, or the continued intake of aromatase inhibitors, which can also have a big impact on weight gain. Something that I commonly hear from women is that I don't eat any differently than I did before, and I'm still gaining weight. And if you're in this camp, it may seem super frustrating, but as a personal trainer, it actually makes perfect sense to me. And I'm going to go over some reasons why. First of all, a common side effect of chemotherapy is called cachexia, which is the wasting of body tissues. This is what most of us expected to experience when we went into chemotherapy and what many cancer patients sadly still do have to go through. Although cachexia can include body fat wasting, it has a really big impact on lean body tissue like muscle. So if you went through several months or longer of cancer treatment, you probably were less active than before because you felt like crap. If you had chemotherapy, you probably lost muscle mass, which burns more calories than fat. And you may also have experienced chemotherapy-induced ovarian failure, which means you were put into menopause as a result of your treatment. And this can cause a rapid accumulation of body fat, in part because of this tricky little enzyme that sits on the surface of your cells whose job is to pull fat out of the bloodstream and into your cells. This enzyme is called lipoprotein lipase, or LPL. Guess what suppresses its activity? Estrogen. So if you were premenopausal before breast cancer treatment and then quickly thrown into menopause, one school of thought is that the sudden decrease in estrogen makes LPL's job a lot easier when it comes to pulling fat into fat cells and then storing it there. Now, put all or some of these effects of treatment together and you end up with a slower metabolism. And if you're postmenopausal or on hormone-suppressing therapies, there are even more dynamics at play. In this situation, if you're eating the same way you always ate, you're going to gain weight because your body isn't using as many calories as it used to and it may not be using them as efficiently as it used to because of all the changes you've been through, all the potential inflammation that's inside of you, which is a whole nother show, and because of prescription drugs that you may need to take. Now, this doesn't mean that you can't lose weight. It just means that you have to try a lot harder, I'm sorry to say, and you have to be a lot more consistent in order to see results. So let's talk about a couple of steps you can take. Step number one, I know you know what's coming, right? Clean up your diet. I know you hear this all the time, but seriously, clean up your diet. Take 
all the money you don't spend at Starbucks on Frappuccinos and lattes and put it in a jar for the new cute jeans that you're going to need. The number one easiest way to clean up your diet, in my opinion, is to stop buying crap. I cannot tell you how often I hear women struggle with late night snacking or come home late at night and have junk food binges because they're hungry from not having eaten properly during the day. And I say to them, stop bringing it home. I mean, seriously, you're doing this to yourself. So own it and stop it. You cannot eat a bag of chips while you're watching The Bachelor if you don't have a bag of chips in the house. This comment is closely followed by, but my husband likes them, or my kids like them. And guess what I tell them? They don't need it either. If you are going to partake in food indulgences, right, in good, yummy, junk food or sugary treat or whatever, whatever your thing might be, and I'm a big fan of taking advantage of those indulgences, but make it yourself if you can. Take the time to bake something from scratch with or for your family. Then at least you know what is really in it. And because it takes effort, you won't do it as frequently. And it'll be so much more enjoyable when you do because it will taste better. It won't have the 500 ingredients that you find on the sticker outside of a Costco cake when a cake only needs like seven ingredients. As cancer survivors, we have to remember that cancer loves sugar. And cancer cells, according to the Warburg theory, can not only survive despite fluctuations in oxygen levels in our body, which would cause normal cells to die, but they actually become addicted to glucose, to blood sugar. So make your indulgences moderate and make them worth it. Step two, strength train. You have to rebuild that lean body mass, that muscle. And when you're building lean body mass, when you're doing strength training, you're also increasing bone density, which is another reason why it's so important to do. Now, I know there are a lot of women who just heard me say strength train and went straight to, oh, I don't want to be big. I don't want to look like a man. So please know that I'm rolling my eyes right now. Building muscle to the point where you actually look like a bodybuilder or any kind of fitness professional takes a lot of work. It requires heavy, intense lifting and strict dietary protocols. Trust me, if you are not focused on trying to build muscle, you don't ever have to worry about looking like a man or a bodybuilder. I'm just talking about building enough muscle to lift your own Amazon boxes off the porch, to pick yourself up off the floor, enough muscle to boost your metabolism and support you in burning more calories and attaining a healthy weight that makes you feel good and reduces your risk of having a cancer recurrence. Now, I know there are a lot of young survivors out there that listen, but 95% of breast cancer is diagnosed in women 40 or older. And at this age, you're in or coming into what Ayurveda refers to as the vata stage of life. This typically begins right around 50. This is a time where the body itself begins to slow in its natural ability to recover and restore. It's a time where physically we begin to experience atrophy, dryness, roughness, stiffness. So we have to be intentional in maintaining the strength and mobility in our bodies. 
You can begin and actually train for a very long time just with the weight of your own body. Exercises like squats, push-ups, pull-ups, yoga postures, and many others that can be done without weight are excellent ways to build lean body mass, to build muscle. I love using the TRX. This is a piece of equipment that you can take anywhere. You can use it at home, in parks, lots of gyms are adding them now. And a TRX gives you a lot of range from starting off as a beginning exerciser up to becoming an advanced exerciser. You can find videos of me showing several exercises on my YouTube channel and on my website, so I hope you check those out. And the TRX, one thing that I really loved about it after going through several upper body surgeries was that you can use it also for extended stretching, so it really helps to get back the range of motion in your shoulders and spread that chest and stretch out those muscles that got tightened and cut and who knows what else through surgery. Okay, step three, be patient with yourself. Try to focus on the journey of creating a healthy lifestyle and not the face of that damn scale. Besides, it's not your weight that matters. It's your body composition. Just like the example I gave a few minutes ago of the women in the study who did not gain weight but gained body fat, the important thing is to gain lean body mass, muscle, bone density, and to lose body fat. And please don't think fat turns into muscle or muscle becomes fat. That's like saying fingernails are going to turn into eyeballs. It is not the same tissue and it does not happen. So don't waste any time thinking about it. I worked with a woman once who had never exercised in her life because she believed that muscle turned into fat. So it was better to never exercise at all because if she stopped exercising, her muscles would become fat. Okay, if you think this way, please email me and I can help you clarify and understand how the body works and how muscle actually supports you. And even doing it a little tiny bit throughout your life is better than never having done it at all. If all of this is overwhelming and confusing for you, find a professional that you trust and that listens to your special needs. This is so important. You don't want to go into a professional who doesn't ask you a single question about what you've been through, about what you've tried, about what you're now doing to get healthy and get strong, but just starts telling you this is the routine that you need to follow. Your health and safety is worth the cost of working with someone who knows what they're doing and understands the complications of your unique situation as a breast cancer survivor. So March is National Nutrition Month, and nutrition is one of my favorite topics. So the next episode of the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach is going to be looking at what happens when we bring two popular nutrition plans together to fight cancer and obesity. You're definitely not going to want to miss that one. So if you have questions or comments or something you'd like to add to today's show, please find me on Facebook as Laura Lummer or on Instagram as the Breast Cancer Recovery Coach and share your thoughts with me and our thriving community of breast cancer survivors. I love hearing from you and I look forward to talking with you again in two weeks. And until then, get up and move your body. 
and let your lifestyle be your medicine. In your head. You've put your courage to the test, laid all your doubts to rest. Your mind is clearer than before, your heart is full and wanting more, your future's at the door. Give it all you got, no hesitating, you've been waiting all your life. This is your moment